This week's episode of Roboism is sponsored by Jackbox Games. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack from the creators of You Don't Know Jack. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. Go to jackboxgames.com for more info. Thanks again to the Chicago Podcast Co-op for hooking up our sponsorships. You can learn more at chicagopodcastcoop.com. I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. And this is Roboism. I always say I'm really excited to talk about things, which I feel is a little bit annoying and redundant, but I'm really, 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 really excited to talk about Magic Mike XXL. So am I. Uh, I feel like we need to spend a second to justify why we're talking about Magic Mike XXL on a robot podcast. (laughs) Because the description of our show is a podcast about robots and feminism, but mostly robots. It's mostly robots, not mostly, all robots. but not all robots. Yeah. So I was describing it as the like best feminist film I'd ever seen or whatever. And then I, I uh, caught myself and qualified it with the most feminist film that I've ever seen that is still about like a, a white dude, right? Like it's still... It's still uh, focused on a cast of dudes, but it's still the most, like, which is so surprising that it is as feminist as it is. But, like, critics are saying, like, oh, well, there's, it's completely heteronormative, but that is almost, that's what makes it's, like, outright feminism so shocking. Is that, like, it's about a bunch of straight male strippers. Uh, a bunch uh, around a bunch of straight women and yet it takes place in the real I don't know would you say it takes place in the real world because it it felt like it took place in my ideal world like I (laughs) I was watching this film thinking okay this is just another universe in which like everyone is not like it's like I don't know it's a fantasy world but it feels real like they, they did it i i really love like the the first one did this same thing too um the dialogue is very flawed in a, such a good way like they'll they'll mess up lines and just keep them or something and you can't tell whether or not it's on purpose like it just feel it that part of it feels very real but the world itself is like this fantasy where there's not really any conflicts and it's just all about well hanging out yeah when i was watching it i i too was like this is a fantasy but more in that there are a bunch of fat women there are, are a bunch of black women there are a bunch of just like every type of okay all admittedly probably straight but <laughs> just women you see on the street being fondled by a bunch of strippers i just want a world in which like this these women are in other films and show up on other screens not just on you know right a stripper tour um and oh god it's just so good all right uh should we like sound the spoiler horn and talk about specific things we like there's really no like spoilers i was gonna say you can say that we're gonna say spoilers but the movie has no plot there are (laughs) there are well i mean there are character developments like it's really it's a character piece it's a character movie the biggest spoiler for me was that i didn't know the cast before going into the movie and neither did i my favorite part like i I, my melted when donald glover showed up (laughs) because i love him and i love him so much more after the movie too he's by far my favorite but like you know, you knew that they were going to announce, like, some secret cast member, and then 
it's like him at the top of the stairs and i would just i died so yeah i was like wait childish gambino what wait whoa oh hello um and then he's talking to uh What's his? Do they just call him Big Dick? Is that his name? Like his Joe stripper name? Joe Mangia. Yeah, that is his yeah. stripper's name. Yeah, they never call him anything else. Um, Joe Mangianello. Joe Man. Big Dick Richie. Yep. Big Dick Richie. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's it, he's talking to him or a uh, white collared guy whose name in the film I also forget. The one who meditates and is yeah, see, that's Matt Bomer. And uh, here's another thing: they're all very different, and they all like tease each other for doing things that they think are stupid. But there are so many places where they could be like, "No homo, bro," and but they don't. It never happens. Well, like, they've all seen each other pretty naked. Yeah, so, but I, but like, and there's also very little like bad queer baiting. Like right. there are guys who like can share a hotel, a tiny hotel room, and then they talk about their feelings in not a cliche way. Like they're, those are real life problems. Like, I don't know if I can sustain my business. And it's not like, oh man, they're naked on the bed together. Not that that would be bad. Like worse things have happened in movies, but I don't know. It just, it was really surprising and nice. No, I loved that about this movie. It's like all of these guys that are all just like emotionally open and none of them ever make it weird or like. <laughs> yeah. And I guess if you've, uh, it makes sense if you've seen the first one, like they really went, uh, the first magic Mike is really all about this little douchey kid who comes in and like ruins all of their vibes because they have a somewhat like successful show going. And then he brings in a bunch of drugs and it's all, uh, but right. this is just all about them going on one last, uh, what is it? The it's a last ride movie, right? Isn't yeah. It like it's genre? like, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's um, a stripper convention, which I didn't know existed. The male stripper convention in Myrtle Beach, Florida. Yeah. I, oh. oh, my God. So one of my other favorite moments is, uh, or like plot points, I guess, is how they explain why Matthew McConaughey and the, the main character from the previous movie, The Kid, are not in the movie, <laughs> which is that they went to Europe. <laughs> what? That's it. They went to Europe. They ditched everybody and went to Europe together. Good. Awesome. <laughs> I was honestly fine with that because I did not want... I thought I thought Matthew McConaughey was amazing in the last movie, actually. Um, but I did not want them to spend any time on them. I did not right. want them to have any emotions towards them. And then they're like, all right, nope, let's just move on and be present with one another. Yeah. So... Uh, well, okay. So th- this, I felt like it kind of started off a little bit slow. Like, yes, there's all these men sharing their feelings and they like go to a beach party. Um, but one of the first scenes is that they're in this drag club mm-hmm. and they get up and dance and there is no mocking. There is just, it is just, they are so sincere and they want to be the best drag queen. Um, and I forget who wins. I think it's somebody else, actually. But it's just Do they so even good. tell you? It's just like they all dance and then the scene ends and they're all just hanging out and partying. Yeah. it. It's just so good. And then they're all... And then the conversation the conversations they have with... Um, oh, I forget the main drag queen's name, but she, she's just amazing. Um, and then they share, like, what their names would be. Um, but again, not mocking like the profession it's like Tori yes. Snatch yeah oh yeah <laughs> such a good name um <laughs> and, it, and it's like yeah we do similar lines of work but they're different and I just it's so so good it's so good it's like what if the world existed without like shame yeah yeah basically <laughs> um my I think 
my favorite scene. And I, well, so you loved when Mr. Childish Gambino Mm -hmm. appeared, but just going into that house and like, oh God, all of those white boys getting the, just being put in their place. And then (laughs) Channing Tatum goes up to uh, Rome, uh, Jaden Smith, who Jada, Jada Smith, who is this? I was like, wait, what? What's happening? What? What's going on? Who's this amazing badass? Like, they call her her an MC. She's a entrepreneur. Yeah, she is a very <laughs> successful entrepreneur. Right. Like, like she owns this house that uh, is like a subscription based strip club, right? Yeah, and it it looks amazing. It's it it it's insane, but very clean and classy. And there are like every there are a ton of women there and i just also jada smith throughout this entire movie only refers to women as queens no one contests her on this this is an accepted fact all women are queens (laughs) and they need to be worshipped by men that is just like her life philosophy and that's it's just that's what it is it's great It's It's so great. I, oh God. And every, and, and, and in casual conversation too, not just in like, not just when she's performing, just, just saying like, oh yeah, these, all these Queens, they, you need to get them to worship you. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, you're just, yep. You think all women are Queens and you're right. Good. Good for you. Oh, Uh, so great. Uh, the, the other like scene that just runs through my head it's just amazing like they walk into this house uh because they were invited i don't know how it happened it's It's, a road trip so they don't yeah they never explain like they give you just just the slightest amount of information to explain why they would be in one particular situation so it's like oh we want them to be at a drag club right so it's Mm -hmm. like oh it's a stop on the road trip and they end up at this house full of like old southern ladies because one of them is the mom of like a daughter that one of the guys hooked up with which they tell you very briefly it's like you have like a two second uh scene where he's like yeah i got her number and we can stay at her house one night and it's like a thing that he says while they're at the beach which is great it's like here's the absolute minimum reason we can give you to put all of these people in a room together and they have this whole great scene with like old women they're (laughs) wonderful it it blew my mind and it was also very uh, upsetting because I was like yep I can see that like this this would be the adult women in my family like if if, like 10 burly men came in and all of their friends were like they're like oh get the nice get the nice wine and yes they have all of these uh like innuendos and stuff like that but also they do open up and have really revealing and earnest conversation and then the whole relationship too with uh Andy McDowell and Joe Mangianello is like really great. <laughs> it's just their whole dynamic. Um, I really like they all call sex like bangy. Like, did you bangy? Like that? Like their puppy <laughs> is really excited about it. And it, but they say it in a way that's like not degrading to the women in right. at all. Like it's not a conquest. It's like something you achieved. I was so happy for him. Yeah, <laughs> it's like and for her. It's yeah, like great for both of them. I I I can't remember a time where I was so happy that a guy got laid in a movie, <laughs> and also you know, a guy with a huge dick. You feel sympathy <laughs> for. A guy with a giant dick who can't get laid because women are scared of how big his dick and is. And because he's so earnest and sweet. And also, he has a great scene in the uh, gas station, a dance scene, where they're like 
really oh high on ecstasy i think and no it's molly it's mo oh, that's molly yeah yeah you're right um god i and so i've good. never seen such a wholesome drug scene where a man <laughs> <laughs> does drugs goes into a gas station convenience store and then does a strip routine in front of a woman i, I was solely to make her smile yeah i was worried about that Um, but then it was clearly like, oh, she's smiling because she is laughing at him. And it wasn't like, oh, he is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it was like, you can make her smile because you're a cool and nice guy and she's probably a good person. And like, I, I feel like it sounds like we're trying to step around this, but I don't know. Like, you know, when you watch something and you get that feeling like, oh, they want her to smile or like. Right, it's, but it's not creepy at all. No, there. I never, I guess I never realized how often I just cringe during movies, yeah. especially like any type of romance movie or any, like whenever there's a relationship in any movie, but I did not cringe once during that movie. I was just like, I don't know. Just like thrilled the whole time. Yeah, it yeah. was a little alarming. Like I, I so I watched it with, uh my fiance my super gay lady fiance <laughs> and we just kept like throwing up our arms being what what <laughs> um it was just uh yeah we were questioning a lot of things that night anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh no but like <laughs> why is that bad no. there's a lovely well oh but here okay so here's the thing for for everybody being like oh there's no queer people uh, Rome and Elizabeth Banks totally kiss, or oh no, they don't kiss. I wanted them to they, kiss. They uh, like admit that they had a, they were in a relationship in the past, right, or something. It's or they yeah. allude, they allude to it. That's how they get on stage, is because uh, they definitely had a relationship, and then they became my OTP of the film. Um, <laughs> but but they don't. Not even the dudes are like. Oh, oh man lesbians uh, uh like it's right. just like oh yes we have been in it's not like <laughs> it's like oh of course rome has taken a lady lover at some point like she's rome yeah she, everyone's a queen it's great <laughs> everything uh. is just accepted as it is there's no yeah there's no questions no shaming no like um punching down humor it's all it's all just good. You're right. I think that's what it is. There were no jokes that mm-hmm. punched down in this film. Not one. Which is like even when the dudes are making fun of each other, it's like it's all on equal footing. Like they they say like, Oh, you're not being present and they throw their cell phones out the window of a bus <laughs> because they're not talking to each other enough i was so mad when he did that though i, I was like I are was you serious i would be pissed <laughs> <laughs> they're just but i really hate that whole narrative of like having your phone makes you not present that's like so luddite whatever but like, that's but that's the thing ugh. it's it's <laughs> This is what my one beef with yeah. the movie, I guess. I well, didn't realize that until just now. <laughs> Shut up, yeah, Joe we, Manginelli or whoever. We don't know. like that the uh, little robots were thrown out the window. No. Yeah, that was bad. This was the. That's when they punched down. <laughs> <laughs> they punched down cell phones and are not happy about it. Yeah. Oh man, I did. You have so the the finale. Did you have a favorite 
strip scene well yes the mirror scene is obviously really so much well yeah it's the big finale what did was that not your favorite well it was it was my favorite like in terms of physicality and like i was like wow that's really impressive i mean one of the first things i did after watching the movie though admittedly was um googling the donald glover cover of uh that girl i want to marry you song or whatever yeah, um, that that was my favorite when Big really? Nick does the <laughs> the wedding because he does a woman's fantasy, but in a way that's real. Like, oh my god, this beautiful wedding with all of the friends and all of the people, who, all these women who are happy for you, cheering for you, no resentment, everything's great. And then you have this like giant sex swing or whatever, <laughs> and it's like, like that's what you really want. <laughs> which she's in the whole time. Like they have the whole mirror dance, which is long, and then they like cut back, and it's like, oh, that girl's still in that swing. Which of course, because how would you get out of that? Right. It's just this <laughs> big giant like strip orgy. I don't. Uh, oh, it's so good. Yeah, and yeah, that was good. I uh, I guess the the one I was like least into probably was um, uh, Matt Bomer's like Disney song situation thing with his like fedora. I'm like, what? Was it wasn't just pass. the fedora. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole. I don't know. That's like the opposite of my fantasy, right? It was just the his the whole thing that he's like fulfilling there he's like not me personally but that's Meh. the thing this is for everybody it it's, is for everybody there's uh, something for everyone exactly uh, yeah. oh god actually no i take it back my least favorite one is um when the candy shop guy uh god that's my nightmare uh, like somebody yeah, putting like syrup on me or something yeah. like oh god their dresses are just ruined <laughs> I, like having anxiety watching that being like oh they're gonna be like sticky the whole night Ew. but see i'm sure that woman was very happy to be sticky and loved all of the metaphors involved with I'm the candy sure. yes that's um, true the metaphor a plus metaphor not <laughs> a fan of like uh hershey's all over me yeah no that's the, it. That's your whole night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess we're, I guess we're done here. My final thoughts are just you. You had better insights than I because what? you're be, because you're right. It, this movie never punches down, and I want this. the The biggest fantasy in this film for me is I saw women in this film that. I would never see even in like quote unquote chick flicks that are that like in quote unquote made for women. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. Also, um, big improvement over the first movie where they show one overweight woman in a dance sequence and they like fat shame her. And I was like, Great. yeah. And I was like, awesome. she just gave you money. Yeah. <laughs> what the like, fuck? Yeah. Um, and it was like, it was a joke. Like he wasn't mean to her or anything, but the joke was that he like hurt his back lifting her up so it's still like come on it was just stupid like that didn't need to be in there that wasn't that funny but well, um, they also had matthew mcconaughey and the drug addict kid so you know there was a, a lot of negative energy and there was just all positive energy around here because you know yeah they yeah. have a queen in their midst it's true but yeah so that was a nice improvement that um like not only was there no shaming it was like there were yeah there were like a lot of different uh, of like diverse body types in the cast it was great it was shocking yeah and i hate that it was shocking but it was in the best way yeah M- magic mike xxl shouldn't be as high above all of other films as it is like 
it's sad because it's so good. <laughs> I shouldn't hold it up with Mad Max as one of the best portrayals <laughs> of women. Like, you know what I, I mean? I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Mad Max also about a white dude. I don't know. Like, maybe in the future we can get some feminist movies that uh, are about women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second to comprehend what you were saying. <laughs> I have high hopes. Yeah, maybe one day. I'm optimistic. One day. (laughs) Thanks again to our sponsor, Jackbox. Yes, Uh, thank you. We really love uh, the Jackbox Party Pack, which includes Fibbage, Quiplash, and uh, Drawful, and a whole bunch of other games that are really, really fun, and they're available on, like, every gaming platform that exists. Yeah, Quiplash in particular is awesome. If you're ever in a group and you're trying to figure out an activity that can engage everyone um, and make you all laugh, uh, like, pretty much any one of those games um, will do that. <laughs> it's a great game for introverts, too, and, and it's not, um, I don't know, it's a really, it's a great communal game that, like, many different personality types can play and enjoy. So. Yeah, definitely. And also thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op, which is now, well, okay, so we were always on iTunes, but now we're all gathered together in this nice little page on iTunes, and it's really cool. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's crazy. We have a real show. A real, wow. So, yeah. Um, But you should listen to all of the awesome shows, uh, especially the Koch Brothers Mystery Show. Um, And the Koch Brothers are actually going on tour, uh, so we'll put that in show notes. Yay! This was fun. This was fun. I give Magic Mike a 10 out of 10 for feminism and a 2 out of 10 for robots. But I give Rome a 10 out of 10 for being a queen and acknowledging queens. And, you know, maybe maybe if a, a 3 out of 10 for robots because at least they recognize that they shouldn't have thrown the phones out a window. So I'm you know. sticking to my 2 out of 10, but I support right. your opinion. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I support the right for you to have a different opinion. Thank than you. Me. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. This has been Rose. <sighs> this has been Rosabism. This, <laughs> this has been Roboism. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. I love Big Dick. <laughs> I Bella. fucked Bella. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's like, woo! Someone help me, someone save me. I learned something I should have never known. I'm not feeling, I'm not breathing. I need someone, someone to show me love.
I'm 